two, one, two, three. Love is more precious than can't be bought, be sold. Well, I've got love enough to spare that makes me a millionaire. I've got a woman with eyes that shine down deep like a diamond mine. She's my treasure so very rare. She's made me a millionaire. That's all I got. No, that's that's more than enough, Jeff. Thank you so much, man. That's quite awesome. quite the track, man. Hey, man, it's uh, I blame my wife for that. No, you can't. You got to thank her. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Dude, without yeah, that this this woman's got her wings already. Let yeah. me tell you. Oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Uh, it's been I, I guess it's been a few weeks since we chatted, but uh, we had a great conversation, and we just want to carry yeah. it over to this show now. And we got a lot of interesting things to talk about. Uh, so, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Let me uh, do a couple of shout outs right off the bat. Uh, just a little housekeeping that I got to do. I'm wearing Mike's shirt, Integra Bell, uh, his tie dye shirt. I think he had it made back in the 70s, but I'm wearing it today. So we'll deal with that. That's fine. I also want to do another shout out. Dimitri got uh, a hold of me and anybody who's looking for some work in the Toronto area. Uh, you've got uh, our way contracting, uh, looking for some good guys to come on board uh they need to learn they need to know how to read drawings layouts and they need to do uh metal framing so call dave at 416-602-3856 416-602-3856 now jeff let's get over to the deets with you uh jeff kudas and it's mb sentinel and uh, you're the co-inventor and it's triple sentinel.com you can reach him at jeffrey at mb sentinel.com and it's all over social mb sentinel on instagram and the other channels on linkedin you've got both of them which is your personal one and also under the company name and we are talking um i wouldn't classify these as mailboxes right like this is not a mailbox you know we we feel like we reinvented the mailbox yeah it's a, it's a so it's a combination we have a variety of products but uh you know mailbox combination mailbox and partial safes it's uh we have like we said we have a variety of these things uh Everybody has the same problem, but not everybody requires the same solution, right? So yeah. if you want it to be a mailbox, we have a full-functioning mailbox with a package delivery compartment. So what's the, Jeff, like what's the origin of it? Where did this all start and who came up with it and how? Man, and just, uh, I just uh, coming off a bad retail experience. Amazon crushed my business. <laughs> you know? So I'm trying to reinvent myself. And I was home office, you know, postal carrier came to my house like three times a week. I hadn't been home and almost 20 years. I'm like, man, where are all these packages coming from? I, I was retail dad every day, right? I got home at after dark and got up before the sun came up. It seemed like when you had a brick and mortar like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just realized that the these delivery carriers, I was like, my God, you know, I knew how that impacted my business. Did, you know, that effect that it actually had on the delivery. Postal carrier was running around like, man, unbelievable. You know, if, if Jeff Bezos could have seen what he did to my postal carrier back then, you know, it was just... <laughs> Somebody needs to reinvent that thing. And it's just kind of well, moment. I thought, you know, I somebody I, maybe I should do that. And it just stayed with me. A few months later, I started, and I think this is what I want to do. So, um, and it, it makes you wonder, Jeff, that how come somebody else didn't think about this beforehand? You know, um, honestly, you know, when I went out to all these trade shows and met a lot of folks during the integral part of the business, just working to, you know, understand what people wanted, everybody told me that I stole their idea. So I think they did think about it. I just think that I did it. That's the difference. That's the, that's the difference. <laughs> well, everybody's got an idea in their head, but they don't have an idea. In, oh yeah, they they were like you. You stole my idea. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. What Sorry. was what was the research, Jeff? When you started talking to people, were you just looking at your own family situation and just realizing, hang on a sec? You know, honestly, man, I, um, you know, I, honestly, I truly had to reinvent my business life, and I thought, well, what do I want to do with the, you know, what I have left? I mean, this, this just happens, right? It's like, well, here I am, you know, I should be thinking about retirement. And now I'm trying to figure out what I need to do to recover from 20 years of, of uh, losing everything. Yeah. So I thought, but I want to, I didn't want, I really wasn't interested in a service-based business. I definitely wasn't interested in doing anything third party. So I, I just want to make something. If I, so the mailbox just kind of fit the mold of what I wanted to do. And uh, I grew up in craft as a young guy and it, uh, all those experiences, you know, blended with my, my brick and mortar 
retail experience that you know also gave me the logistics uh, experience because we had a wholesale business also. So all of this just kind of came together. But when I started looking at this thing to understand if it was something I wanted to spend the rest of my you know, the next part of my work life on, right? Which, you know, you at, at, our, at our age, you kind of start running out of time. You start, you value it more. So yes. you're like, well, I got to make sure we, we do this right. So I went out there and started looking at the marketplace to see if anybody was doing anything or what everybody was doing with, you know, parcel save. Because I thought surely somebody's doing something. And I, I didn't see anything that, I, I felt like there was a hole in the market for the, the top end of this. And so I started working on the luxury end of this thing. I thought, you know, at the end of the day, I've just got to have either a nice custom mailbox business I'd be happy with that. You know, it's what guy wouldn't be that likes to work in craft, you know, just doing some cool stuff and, and we'll just see where it goes. And if there's an opportunity to do something that's going to be more of a mainstream product, you know, that would be maybe more for the masses type thing, that'll come to me later. So I started out in luxury uh, you know, after recognizing that there was a hole in the market for that. And here we are today, five years later, and maybe uh, won Best Product Texas in 2021. We're now distributed by a Berkshire Hathaway company and we're on board with uh, St. Jude's uh, Children's Research. We're actually a sponsor for Dream. Yeah, that's right. And I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Was, that's very cool. So we're having a great time. Things are just, I mean, right now, I mean, things are, it's just awesome. I mean, our Google pay-per-click marketing, we've got all the, the analytics in. We understand what it costs to acquire a customer, and we're just working to scale our business, and it's just a whole lot of fun. Can I just backtrack a tiny bit and, and just five sure. years ago, that must have been pretty daunting for you, man. Like you're, you're in an industry, you're already working, you're thinking, because I'm assuming you're in your 50s, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm past the middle part. Yeah. You know? And so <laughs> how, how is that coming home to the wife and the, and the family? And all of a sudden, you got to reevaluate. Like you said earlier, you got to reevaluate yeah. everything. And a lot of people have done that, you know, just as the pandemic was hitting and everyone was trying to figure out what's going to happen now. What are oh, we yeah. going to do now? And I think there's been a lot of great survivors, uh, especially in construction, which has been amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos out to you for, for pulling this off, but how was that, that ride? Man, I tell you, it was, uh, it was, a, it was, a, it was, a, you know, it was, a, it was a slow ride to the bottom. You know, it's this thing with retail brick and mortar. You can imagine you have something, our, our family had a brick and mortar health food business for over 30 years, right? You know, it's almost 40. My, my mom started the business in, in the eighties. Yeah. I, I found myself there. You know, in my mid to late twenties, figuring out I didn't want to be a corporate guy, I came back home. So, you know, that's they're like, "Hey, here's an opportunity. Let's let's do this thing together." So, we're working to grow our, our business. And Jeff Bezos decides to start selling more than books on Amazon. It's like when he first starts selling toilet paper. I'm, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> What's he going to do next? Right. So, yeah. I spent a long time persisting in this business, Manny, trying to figure out how to diversify it, um, is as any business owner does. So, I, I worked probably too long persisting, and I should have pivoted sooner. But, you know, honestly, I, in my opinion, I pivoted at the right time because I had an opportunity to learn a whole lot about how to survive a tough time. I mean, for 10 years, it is arduous. But when it was time to go, man, it's like it, uh, it just kind of it was time to go. And, and it, it's a it's a lot to process. It was a lot to process for a long time. But uh, it was almost like a relief to me. It's like, wow, now it's time to to get on to the next thing whatever that is. And, and uh, I'm sure we'll figure it out. So I, I stayed in that industry for a little bit and thought maybe I needed to, uh, you know, build out uh, some other, you know, product lines in, in natural health box retail, which I'm well familiar with. Some believe I went from Vitaman to mailbox guy. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's quite the shift. Everybody's like, Wait, where do you get all this? So I'm like, well, you know, I just grew up poor doing a lot of different things and, you know, just learn to survive like anything else. I'm sure you've thought about this and I want to, I want to dive deep into the products and, and figure out a bunch sure. of things about it. Cause I've got a lot of questions on that, but I'm sure you thought about wh what is the brick and mortar retail landscape going to be 10 years from now with, with, you know, Amazon and so many people just gearing towards online shopping and delivering. And are, are we going to completely get rid of them? You know, I think it's going to road down to, you're going to see a lot of distributors suffer from this too, because they don't have the small brick and mortar retailers to go to. I watched this whole thing just, you know, implode from the inside out. In the 90s, I told my folks, I said, listen, this is this is going to be something contend with them. First customer said, hey, I, I really don't need you to take a special order. I'll just go look it up on the internet. That was during the days of dial-up. Yeah. So it's like, wow, what are we going to do? And then it got faster. And you just knew that you're going to have a lot to contend with. Here I was, you know, I just made a career change. And a few years later, I found out, wow, we've got the brick and mortar has to is going to have to compete with internet one day my folks said they'll never out service us never it's true said, you know what they said that you know they said that but i said 
I don't, I don't think we're quite right about that. I think we need to either find a way to get in there alongside and, you know, and win. I never could quite figure out the whole, um, you know, the online retail uh, opportunity. You know, I look at players out there, people that are in the industry that like herbs, et cetera. I mean, we, we had the same information. I just couldn't put the team of people together to develop the website, to develop, you know, the, the channel that I needed to, to have an online store, which was a lot to figure out back then. Cause you couldn't, you know, you think about it, you had, dial up and you're trying to find someone to help you build a website yeah, right yeah, it's like we didn't have linkedin it's like you know like why couldn't you figure this out well it's it's a little more than you know i mean you know what you know right manny yeah i mean it's like you know what you specialize in in your trades it just goes back to everything it doesn't matter what we do it's uh we all we all specialize typically in one thing or another we want to excel at anything so it took me a while I found the wrong people Took a lot of my time, took a lot of the money. You're not the only is, one. Which, All of us got into that boat. It, I know. It, it, yeah, it's like either we survive these experiences and we learn from them or we don't, right? So, but um, yeah, long game for the, for this. It's, it's. I don't know. I, people have to figure some things out. You, you have to, if you can't, you know, if you can't shake it or bake it, then you probably better think about what you're doing. Yeah. And if, if you if you think even now, like you look at our company, you start thinking about how you want to get your products out there. It's 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 such a great opportunity though for business owners if you figure out how to embrace things, right? Because you never really win when you're fighting something, right? It's like you just have to figure out where you fit in. And I mean, direct sales uh, manufacturing companies with builders. Imagine this. I mean, you guys understand you know, remodel and yeah. you, you find your products through distributors and think about the supply channels you're having to work with. Now they're, they're so inconsistent. I mean, it's like the, in the way that people communicate, you can, you can look at, you're talking to me. And if you had a client that wanted our product, I mean, why not just get it from us? Yeah. And it's like, you know, and then we're going to take away all the problems in between, you know, it's, and the people can say, well, you know, it's hard to find people and, and great service. Well, you know, I think you're going to see these relationships move more directly with specialty manufacturers like ourselves. that, you know, fortunately we, I know that our company has a great opportunity to scale, but um, even if you're a small business person, you want to, you know, imagine this, if you're a manufacturer of cabinetry, just think about what else you could do with that talent. Instead yeah. of getting out there and maybe making cabinets every day that compete with other cabinets, and maybe if that's what you love to do and you've got a following, maybe you don't need you know, more business. A lot of guys don't need more business. But you know, I think you just got to figure out where you fit in. Um, are we, like are we sacrificing the customer service for convenience? Is that what the you know, market is looking at? I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think you get a variety of things. I think people figure out where they like to do business and they figure out where they don't. And then they, I think they, I used to have, I'll tell you the funny part was a lot of people come to me and see at these trade shows and I was trying to understand what builders wanted or architects wanted or just general people wanted in our products, you know, cause I'm trying to figure this out. And they said, you know, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible that we, it has come to this, that we have to have a secure place to, to lock pallet packages that we order online. I said, you know, it's just amazing to me, you know, these, these damn shoplifters just don't have anywhere to shop anymore because you guys started buying all this stuff everywhere, <laughs> but in the retail store. So now they're coming to your house. Yeah. They're like, wow. You know, so, you know, we, we try to blame everybody for everything, but it's just, it's just where we're at this day and age. No, don't, don't think about, you know, Hey, I, I wish, you know, this isn't 1984. It's not the nineties. I mean, well, it's not, you're going to have to find a way to have a good time where you're at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just find a way to get on with it. And I mean, Nothing's ever, you know, change is constant like it is anywhere. And you know, just have to find a way to find a way to win. So I want to dive into the products. I want to figure yeah. out what was the very first one that you packaged, you put together, fabricated, and then the whole line, where is it all going and what you guys offer? Right. So our, our first uh, box uh, was the combination. We call it the mailbox Sentinel. It's a full service mail and package delivery safe made for curbside delivery. I was out to uh, solve my my problem. This is the solution I needed from my house. So I thought, right, if I was going to have a mailbox at my house, you know, this is what I needed, you know, to help keep that carrier from having to come up my driveway on on. So from there, you know, I went to uh, 2018, I went to Atlanta. I had an invitation to go to Atlanta. Okay. You know, some people that were highly successful, you know, in business that I got invited to this pitch, you know, there are like 10 different companies pitching there and they laughed at me, <laughs> you know, so I drove from Texas to Atlanta Man, it was awesome. This a little a bit of a drive. Story. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it was. It was. It was. It was a wild ride. You know, we can go into crazy entrepreneur stories. I've got a few of those. But uh, I made it to Atlanta. Made it back, and uh, I got laughed out of there and, and had to figure out. They what didn't to get do. it. So, they didn't understand it. Is that what it was about? They just thought that the market didn't want. I I went over there, man. I thought, man, I've got this idea, and these people are going to be blown away. I got there, and they're like, 
how much is that thing? I didn't even get the pitch. They're like, how much? How much is that? That thing? was the first question. Yeah, that was the first question. I'm like, great. I said thirty seven ninety five retail. They're like, they just start laughing. They're like, I'd rather have somebody steal my stuff than than pay for that, right? Yeah, yeah. And these are these are successful people. I'm like, wow, this is not going to go very well. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm like, okay, so I left Atlanta, and uh, yeah, that that was not a. It, it, I found myself at uh, in Louisiana at a riverboat trying to figure out if I need to play crafts to get home or <laughs> overcharge a credit card. You know, <laughs> it was wild, man. It was uh, heck. I got that's that's a that's a long story. We'll probably have to drink a beer over that. But it yeah, was, no, it for sure. Something. So you're dejected, and all of a sudden you're wondering, am I supposed to be doing this? Is this right? Or no? You know, I knew those guys were wrong. I knew I knew after being in retail and losing a a business to brick and, you know, of, of brick and mortar to the internet. I said, no, this package delivery, it's just getting started and yeah. people don't have any place for their stuff. And these guys don't know anything about what I went through. They, they I'm ahead of this. I know more than they know and I know what's coming. So I'm like, I just got to figure out where this fits in. What I learned from that is not everybody, you know, the, the objection to the price was number one thing. So I started thinking, well, what can I do to, to maintain the quality of what we're doing, but to make this, you know, to lower our price. And I thought, you know, I just got to figure out what people want. And I think maybe I could just take the mail portion off and make it a package delivery device and just focus on the real source of the problem, right? When we have problems in business, we start thinking about, well, what is the real challenge? What do I have to overcome first, right? It doesn't matter what else is out there. What, what do we need to do first? Well, first thing I need to do is generate sales and figure out how to get so, you know, some, some positive feedback for what we're yeah. doing. So I started thinking about how to recreate variations. And, and then I started thinking about, well, that's a good idea. I'm going to go. And I went to another trade show the next week. You had another one lined up. I went to a trade show, local learning gun show. And I started getting some feedback from folks about what they needed. You know, and I figured out that everybody, once again, they have the same problem, but they didn't all require the same solution. And hence now we've got like five different models with, you know, 12 different variations of products that we can make for people. So do you want to describe to the listeners uh, exactly how it, it works, how, it, how it's built and the sizing? Yeah. Um, do you want me to share a screen or you want me to just go? Uh, you can share a screen. Yeah, we can do that for yeah. sure. Totally. Let me. Uh, I'm encouraging me, everybody who's watching or listening to the show to start watching the show on the video channel so then they can see what we're doing. Host disabled participant screen sharing. Am I up and running here, Manny? I don't see. It's, I think you have to enable it. Is it? I got it. Says disable. It. Multiple partner. Okay. Uh, okay. So yeah, sorry. We're just trying to figure out. Hey man, no apologies. Right? No, no, no problem at all. Sorry. Try it now. All right, here we go. Here we go, Manny. Oh, there we go. Okay, so started a screen okay. sharing. Right, I'm screen Voila. sharing. So look at that. There you go. This is uh, that's a box center with letter slot. It's um, that's in a nice neighborhood down in Florida. Gated entrances. So if you have an adjacent drive product yeah. placement and you want to keep people out of your property and you just want them, so now you need a single door, right? This is yeah. drive adjacent. Uh, real popular product. Also, our our hero product. That's uh, let me go to the home. This is our, uh, let me find myself. So they're all the like, I'm sure, I'm sure this is like, you've got the answer for this. They're all fire yeah. and weather safe, right? I mean, everything's well done, Manny. I'm going to open up this video real quick and show sure. you this. Is it easy to retro, Jeff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, what's easy, right? But you'll see this guy opens up uh, this package hatch, slides in the garage, simple product. Oh, that's what I was wondering about. So all the key codes are already put into the order. Yeah. You guys don't provide the conveyor belt, do you? We do. You do? We do. Well, I like that. Yeah, so that's the that's the box gobbler. 
Yeah. And that's that that was like it was amazing. I had the idea with that that product with uh my cousin I actually had a conversation about it when we were in the early, early stages. Man, you just need to put a wall hatch in the side of a house. Yeah. And I said, you know what, Brian, I know you're right. This guy, you know, the old school term, he's an industrial arts teacher, right? Yeah. So what what do they call them now? <laughs> but but anyway, this guy shop, he understands shop teacher, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This these my my family's amazing up there in the Buffalo area. These guys are all like you know, second gen educators, all industrial arts people. But anyway, um, like, you know, that's, that, I understand that, Brian, but I knew that we had to get out there and develop a foothold for our products first. Yep. And that's where I kept working with the cabinets. We focused first, and then we came back to this wall hatch. You know, this is our, uh, in 2021, we built this wall hatch that we call the Box Gobbler. You know, once we figured out where it fit in, because it's funny, you know, we, when you start a business like this, and I could, you know, I could, I'd love to help anyone that has a question about how to start you know, consumer process company or just maybe to help with their business. But there's, there's a lot to understand when you, you think about building a, a building materials company, you know, especially when you come from a retail background that I had natural products. I mean, I, I understand, you know, how to build things, but I never built a material, a building material product. So, so when you start to understand what well, you need, you know, Revit files and you need to have uh, things, you know, specifically in place for, for these architects and designers to integrate these products into their designs. There's just a whole, you know, installation details, you know, just a lot, a lot to figure out. So uh, we started with the, the other cabinets first. How did you build the first one? Did you guys just, you know, I actually built it in a friend's barn. Yeah. It's uh, my, my uh, great friend of mine and, and uh, you know, Brian Lang co-inventor of this first product. He and I went to high school together. His folks, uh, they bought a, a sheet metal manufacturing company back in the, the mid eighties when I was in high school. That's where I got my, that's where I cut my teeth in sheet metal, right? Yeah, Just yeah. learn how to, how to build things and, and understand that craft better. So it was meant but, to uh, be Jeff. I mean, at this point, you know, you man, kind we, of, yeah. I called him up and said, Brian, I've, I've got this idea, man. I got to come talk to you. Yeah. yeah I'm in between, I'm not, but I'm like, man, I got to figure this out because <laughs> you know? it's like, I've got my business life's on hold. My wife's like, what the hell are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I took a job selling cars for a bit trying to get this idea off the ground. I mean, because you don't just go out there, hey, let's build a prototype. Well, if you want to build it yourself, great. But we, I wanted to engineer this thing and put it together. I got with Brian. And he's just like, man, you're, you're just as crazy as you ever were in high school, dude. He goes, if you're ever going to get over this stuff. I said, Brian, I think I've got a good idea. I think I, I really feel good about this. I want, I want to pay you a regular rate. I want you to help me engineer this thing. I mean, the, this guy was hooking computers up to you know, CNC punch machines back in the day before they had hard drives, right? So great guy to work with. Brian's a great innovator. And he helped me bring my ideas to life. And uh, when I was there about the third visit, he's like, dude, this, your market is huge. This, this market could be huge. And this is a guy that built a rug beater for car washes, right? He invented the rug beater for car washes. He invented collar cone for, for shirts that are pressed. I mean, he's a great innovator guy. And uh, he helped me bring my ideas to life. But he said, man, this market is incredible. You know, Manny, and I know it is because last year with the number of houses built in the U.S., if we'd have captured 5% of the market with this box gobbler yeah, idea, you guys are it'd be like a $60 million company. Yeah. This is for one item. I want so. to share a little history here, but before that, I got yeah. one question. When am I going to see it on Yellowstone? On Yellowstone? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe soon. I have ABC supposed to call me from Memphis today. I could we'll see, see it happens. on Yellowstone already. I just haven't seen it on Yellowstone, but I could totally see it on Yellowstone, which would be kind of interesting. That's wild. And I'm I'm embarrassed to say, what is Yellowstone? It's oh, no. See, the show. The show on Paramount. The, the country. Uh, Western Montana and okay. everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no problem at I've, all. You're I've you're too it. busy. You're too busy. Like I, I just figure that in the in the states there, everybody's watching Yellowstone. Is what I just assume. Everybody up here in Canada is. Are they? Yeah, you they know, love I, it. I think the la the last thing I sat down to watch was the Ozarks. Okay, so. all right. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> no, I'm with you. Let me. Yeah, okay, but sorry. There. Yeah, sorry. So like, you know, what's funny is that it, basically, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, porch pirates, man. Uh, this is on the, the Canadian side here. One in four Canadians have had a package stolen in their lifetime. I'm one of them. I've had that happen wow. to me. One in 10 have had a package worth more than 250 bucks stolen. The average value of a stolen goods is about 113 bucks. Saskatchewan is the worst province for package theft, followed by Alberta, Ontario, and then last is Quebec. Uh, the issue is more worse in the U.S. So now you have this information, which is three in four Americans have had their package stolen in their lifetime. 
Wow. You guys are three and four. Uh, 35% have had a package worth more than 200 bucks stolen. The average value of stolen goods is between 50 and 100. The estimated uh, 19.5 billion worth of packages is stolen every single year in the U.S. These are some crazy numbers. California, hey, speaking of which, uh, is the worst state for package theft on the top 10 list of worst cities for package theft in the U.S. California uh, cities, Californian cities fill four of the spots including the number one spot and then uh interestingly uh florida has the least amount of packages uh stolen um on the top of 10 list of best cities for package theft in the u.s uh in florida are is filled with three of the spots including number one and number two so there's a lot of package stealing going on that's um that's correct <laughs> 210 billion is what i saw last year for u.s it's um wow it's yeah staggering. we're up to 20 billion worth in the u.s it's 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 such a problem manny i can tell you that it it certifies our product as green and the reason why is you think about the resources saving not having to re-deliver stolen packages you know it's right think there. about all the the co2 emissions reduced by putting a, a package safe at your house so jeff who's the actual loser in this whole scenario packages are getting stolen are they getting returned to vendor and then all of a sudden it's it's amazon and them they're hiking up pricing for these stolen packages or how does it work you know, honestly i think everybody loses right yeah <laughs> it's uh it's you know it's that, that's all of that's just staggering i mean on all the way down to the vendors the manufacturers i mean it's it's incredible people think things just show up from amazon well there's a vendor and you're supplying products to amazon well that's not always the case i mean there's a there's a lot that goes on in between there you know, it's related to package stuff. Amazon doesn't always take the bite on all of that, no, right? No. So it's every everyone's affected. You know, it increases price. It's uh, you know, the the best thing that we can do to overcome this is whether whether it's a, a nice package safe that we offer or something you want to build yourself. I mean, it's deterrence is going to be likely the best solution for all of this. And you know, the one thing that I talk to people about most is you know, when you go to our website, you you won't see a whole lot about package stuff. You know, it'll likely help you find us i mean through our display advertising and things that we do you know through our pay-per-click marketing on google and so on but the the one thing i really try to help people understand is you know think about this do you care more about what's stolen off your front porch or do you care more about you know the people inside your home yeah it's like it's a no-brainer right yeah okay so think about this everybody wants to secure their packages but does everyone really think about creating a safe space you know, for this whole delivery activity that comes to their house now, where before it's kind of wild. You think about how this has evolved. We had branded carriers come into our homes, UPS, you know, whoever, FedEx, all the guys, USPS here in the States was handling that for a while. As I'm sure in Canada, your postal service yep. is too. It still is. But okay. So now you, now you have this new carrier that's coming there and, and Amazon doesn't even have a branded carrier yet they just have contract carriers and yellow vests that they picked up at any building supply place yep. and they're walking to your anybody could be walking to your front door with the with a yellow vest on at my house you know back just a few years ago you didn't know who the hell was coming up your driveway so you start thinking about you know who's coming to our homes and and, and we kind of let our guard down because you're always like well I think that's the Amazon person. Well, th that period of complacency, if they if they had a secure place to put their packages, whether it was one of our nice products or, or just a nice place to that's designated at your home, imagine if, if they don't go to put that there, you're going to go like, why are they coming to the front door? Because it's supposed to be over there. So yeah. it really creates a buffer space, which uh, makes it, I believe, a, a great home safety um, you know, feature to consider when you start thinking about bringing all these people to your house. So, Jeff, I want to get into the construction of the yeah. units. I know you that you mentioned you have four or five different models. Uh, we talked about the one model there. I'm curious about the actual construction of it and also at the curbside, how are you guys recommending that it should be mounted, I guess, foundation-wise? So, I mean, to prevent anybody from literally lifting this and taking it out and uh, dealing with it later on kind of thing in a different location. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for our curbside products and all of our products actually that are cabinets, we have a, a base bracket that's mounted in the, you'll see, uh, I'll pull up a drawing right here, Manny. There's uh, anchor holes in the bottom here. So Got simply it. pour a pad and, you know, just uh, redhead it down or however you want to do it. But uh, so it's, if, if uh, our products do require power, so you'll either need to run a 110 volt circuit yep. or use one of the solar powered applications that we offer or connect it to 12 or 24 volts. So that's nice. That's you don't need a lot of power, right? So a solar unit would no. be fine. That's right. Solar's, solar's fine. 
And then the other models that you got going on, so it's just different sizes. I'm looking at this one here, and right, this is our XL48. We uh, we do really well with with this in in the luxury markets. There's uh, going down to one of our smaller units. You'll see this is a standard product, and you'll see it still has the anchor bolts in the bottom of it. Yeah, but you'll see it's almost you know almost 24. It's almost two by two cube. Yep. This uh, the, our mailbox Sentinel, the the full service mailbox. We have a tapered cabinet that we use on that specific item. Um, just, you know, kind of like a, a cabinet maker creates a toe jam on the bottom yep. of a cabinet yep. around your kitchen sink. So it's just, you know, and it, my wife's like, you know, it still looks like a trash can. <laughs> I'm like, no. you know, babe. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, you yeah know. okay, but it doesn't. I, I know what you're saying. I mean, how did you oh, yeah. come up with these original sizes? Like, what was it that you, you got to and you started thinking, okay, let's try to make it two foot by two foot and then I guess three foot high? Yeah, so I honestly what I did is I went out there and felt – I had to understand where I felt like people were comfortable already. So in Texas, they do a lot of architectural mailboxes because it's not as cold here as it is up in Canada and other yeah. regions. So, and I'm, I know it's still that they they still do uh, surrounds on those, but in in Texas, the box size was like two foot by two foot. So I thought, well, I'm going to take a look at that dimension. That's what people are used to looking at initially. And I started out with farm ranch here in Texas with a, a drive adjacent placement like this, uh, which is our most popular item, and. And then once I started looking, you know, further at the details of well, what size packages are they shipping? Yeah. So I went back to Amazon. You know, I, I found the data, figured out what are the most frequently shipped packages from Amazon, and started to understand where do our products fit in based on what people want to look at and in the size of packages that they need to accommodate. So anyway, uh, that's how I initially began to determine size. And then you know, some guy out in California is like, "Hey, I need a bigger one." Oh, so I you said, can okay. customize it now? Well, well, we. We say you you can customize these. I mean, we do customizations, uh, but we have such a great variety of different models that we manufacture that we can, in my opinion, we can most likely meet you know your requirements for both delivery and security with any solution that we have yeah. from curbside to countryside. I mean, that's we've got. There's so many different variations. When you start thinking about our products, it's very simple. It, it's like, how do you want the doors to lock and unlock? Do you need them both to lock and unlock? Is it curbside adjacent? Is it for a gated entrance product? Is it going to be a column insert? So it's just, it's all common sense once you understand how things need to operate. And it's, uh, so it's, when you start thinking about a product, they're not good, better, best products. It's really more about how, what is your lifestyle in relationship to package delivery? And once you, we understand that, then we can very simply find your solution. And then, I mean, I'm curious about price range. Where did you end up with, uh, I guess, the smallest unit to the largest unit or the most expensive, least expensive? Yeah. Yeah, so our, our most uh, moderately priced parcel safe, Manny, is 1895. <laughs> okay. There you go. It's uh, so we have an 1895 uh, wall hatch. It's uh, everything's well done. I mean, our access controller is uh, the keypad. It, it'll manage up to 50 different codes. It's very durable. Tens of thousands of applications. You know, of of, of different types of applications. You know, for for outdoor, from Saudi Arabia to, you know the colder regions it's it's very reliable so is it structurally um, sound jeff so then if you were oh, actually yeah. doing a wall hatch and you're cutting open a brick opening do you still require put a lintel in there or it actually the brick can sit on top of that no you you would need a lintel you still need a lintel okay all right yeah it's it's 0125 aluminum it's all aluminum and stainless steel you know it's uh all the way down to the weather stripping everything we do is is top quality but you will need to frame this out just like you would a window it's, it. it's not that complicated yeah yeah Okay, so that's we've had, and then what's the most yeah, expensive? How high can it get? You know, uh, for our standard products, I mean, it go up over eight thousand dollars for oh, a combination wow. okay. uh, mail and parcel safe. Yeah, for like our XL forty eight, this is uh, the mailbox Sentinel XL forty eight combination mailbox and package delivery safe. This is uh, the finger bottoms that we have inside here make them very ergonomic. You start thinking about a product like this; it's a durable good, and it's something you plan to buy forever, right? Especially yeah. at this price. But I'll tell you straight up, Manny, people who pay for this product, they don't care about the price. They just no, care about the quality. The quality. So it's, it's, it's you know, the fantastic customers that we work with. And But our products, they have a package transfer system in the bottom of each of the cabinets, which make it very ergonomic to get the products in and out of them. Yeah. And it's actually one of our prized utility patents. So, yeah, the finger bottom design is, uh, is one of our product's coolest features. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, people will recognize that more. You ever had a client who's actually reached out to you and just asked for... Uh, much bigger uh, for whatever reason i don't know why but i mean because these you are know, big enough right there's a, i actually had a guy up there you know close to you he 
recently purchased a package cabin. A package cabins. What size this is are a, those? Yeah, this. So people in, in I had a guy in Colorado call me up once. He said, "Hey Jeff, I, I like what you're doing, but I have this with like 21 homes up the mountain. We all take care of each other, but we're tired of putting our stuff in a in a, in a plywood box. Yeah, with a padlock. So he said, "We just want some. Can you help me build something nice? It looks like you guys do really cool stuff." I said, "Yeah, let's do this." So we built this package cabin, and this is a product that works well for remote area locations. We have some out there in neighborhoods in California now too. I built it for an HOA up, up in Colorado and a guy from California calls me and say, Hey, I need that in my neighborhood, huh. you know? So it, and it was, that's uh, built out of aluminum yeah. as well too. Yep. Aluminum and stainless steel. Yep. And that's a fully self-contained product. You, one coat opens the door. It'll open both of them. It's a uh, well done, really smooth interior bottom. So it slides packages in and out really well, but yeah, commercial placements, larger ones. These, I, uh, I we love have, that you, you got know, all the different colors as well. Yeah, that's uh, we're right across the street from the powder coater here in Stephenville. I've got a great relationship with those. It's if you have an REL on a bronze finish for a window that those special clients have, you know, if you got it, we can get it. Do you have so, one on the site? Uh, I'd love to see a red one. Is that possible, or, or is it you just click it on the color and it changes it? You know, we have a configurator that's actually supposed to start going live today. I got don't have it. that up yet, but this is a uh, so this is a uh, the version of this website that we have right now is. This is this is where we're at, but hope this is going to change here in the next uh, day or so, and you'll see you're actually going to get to go in here and, and build your box. So I'm curious, you know, Jeff, did you did you go end up going back to the trade shows or bumping into some of those guys that first uh, five years ago that just said you're you're out to go, you know, you're out. That's all it is. Did you ever bump into them and just go, wait a minute? You know, it's um, I haven't really bumped into those people again. And there was uh, I tell you what, it is. Uh, it's pretty wild. It's uh, it's a great time. But the guy, one of the guys I was pitching there, is uh, was Evander Holyfield. Really, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, he was there, and he's like, you know, so it's so much fun. I thought, you know, I really wish I could have a conversation with this guy because <laughs> you know, this guy's this guy's been in the ring, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but so have I. You know, just like the rest of us, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I fought for ten years to keep my business, and he's just like, you know, just just keep your chin up and keep going. You know, it's like, man, if you if you if you only knew that oh, I'm getting home on the bottle of water in the kind bar you just gave me. <laughs> you know, I had to pawn a pistol in Alabama on a Sunday to finish getting home. It was yeah. it was a wild ride. Yeah. You know, but like I got this advantage. You know, or, or it's, I, I I wish we could talk, you know, but no, I haven't bumped into those guys. But you know, honestly, uh, that was uh that was just an awesome time to understand. I mean, it doesn't matter what your idea is, if if you'll just take the time. To, to vet it out and understand it yourself. Because you're, bottom line, you're the one that's going to have to live with the decisions that you make, right? And where you spend your time. So whatever it is you want to do in business, just, I mean, there's a lot of information that you can gain out there right now. Look at what we have at our fingertips now. Yes. Man. We didn't have this when we were in our, our 20s and 30s, did we? I mean, it's like, you're out, I mean, it was just coming around. I mean, you had to, you had to figure things out the old school way, talk to people, you know, whether it's, or, you know, maybe you're in college and picked up some of that information there or whatever. But the, 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 under, the ability to understand you know what you want to approach with your business life now is just incredible as a small business owner. Yeah, so opportunities get out, there, do, out there for get sure. Get out there, do your homework, and you know, just uh, figure out where you want to dive in. You know, have you guys uh, any Canadians reach out and ask you to send some up there? Yeah, you know, we we have uh, multiple placements up in Canada. Yes, yeah. We just recently uh, we have uh, I believe uh, we're connected now, where we can actually configure those uh, with Broker Buddy. You know, all the the VAT tax, everything else that goes up there. Yeah, yeah. Canada's. Canada, I believe, is going to be a great market for us. We have our, our trademarks in uh, patents filed there as well. I have to check and see if we got those uh, released. But I know we we actually have pat you know patents and trademarks in the EU as well as Australia, so we're growing. Oh wow! See what happens. Yeah. yeah. So then, and everything's still manufactured here in the U.S. Everything's manufactured manufactured here in the U.S. Correct. Okay. Cool. Most mostly here in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So we should be hundred percent vertically inter- integrated with our company uh, Q1 of next year. So we've uh, we're forming all our own metal now, and uh, we'll have a laser coming here pretty soon. That's the last piece we have to to put together. So, what are the plans for the next little while? I mean, I, I, without I guess you divulging too much secrecy, but I mean, I'm no, sure you're, it's, you're thinking about you know, new people, ideas, new boxes, and new new things, right? You know, honestly, uh, as far as new items go, we're more about just continuing to just hone our craft and make make the products better and better and better. I mean, they're, they're already awesome, but I, I know that uh, we're looking at some technology the other day that I think could easily integrate with our products, you know, for Amazon deliveries, whether it's their, their ring video doorbell, which you can already 
actually fit on our products. And it was by no mistake that when you look at look at these, the the height of this front piece here on the front, yeah, it, it actually it'll accommodate a video doorbell from Ringer Nest. So when you start thinking about new ideas, it's more about getting back to understanding how technology is going to integrate with our product. I I think it's going to be pretty wild at some point where somebody wants to actually operate one of our boxes for you know as a utilize it for a drone delivery test. I mean drone delivery is coming, right? And and I tell you, but you're still going to need a lot of packages delivered with how far with away are we from that jeff i mean i mean I, no that's happening now that's i mean really? there's they're testing this they've been doing it for years it's it's coming it's um you can start just start if you'll i've got actually on on google alerts i don't know if anybody uses google alerts but if there's something or a market you ever want to pay attention to yeah. just go find google alerts and, and i put in drone delivery and every time i mean it's amazing what's going on out there all the big players. So how are you guys integrating the drones with your keypad? How would that all work? I guess it'd be more of a signal. You know, it's uh, it would be, it's definitely gonna take some tech. I mean, that's what we started the business as an IOT product. And now we're, we're, uh, we're an MVP company, minimal viable products company. So we started out with this, this grand idea. We're going to make it IOT. thought this everybody wanted, figured out that when it comes to security, not everybody wanted their boxes connected as devices. So what I do see though, for all the, the boxes that we've we've placed out there in the marketplace, I think it's going to be, give us a great opportunity to go back to those those folks and say, hey, if we have an opportunity to do a beta for a drone test, you know, in your area, we could do an upfit to your box, add servos to it, and, and all the tech you need for that to communicate. So I know it's going to take uh, a partnership for us because I don't want to, you know, do that on our own. I'd rather work with someone that's that has that piece. We 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 started in that area, spent a lot of money. And I can tell you that's a moving target. So I just went back to simplicity and people, people actually told me, I just listened to the customers. I say, we just want this thing to lock, keep it simple. And I know these keypads, it, uh, it's going to be around for a long time. But when you look at our products, what's going to be cool about them, they're all actually um, integrated with a, an egress switch on them already. So all we have to do is hook the tech up to that and it's going to be ready to go. So there's a lot of things we've already put in place to embrace uh you know, the integrators and, and all these other folks, whether UPS or FedEx, Amazon, whoever, you know, at some point, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll bring their, their API to us and, and we'll integrate whatever technology they have. I, I envision that, you know, your UPS guy's going to walk into one of our boxes one day and just, they're just going to scan the package and the door's going to open. You know, I've got ideas for how that's going to happen, but it's just going to take time. But what's cool is for everyone that's purchased one of our products, we'll be able to integrate those technologies with them since the materials are very easy to work with. It's aluminum. You know, so if you need to, you know, cut a hole in here for an IP camera, it's possible. If you need yeah. to, you know, add other technology to it, you know, that's we we all understand that you can add tech to just about anything. So, so we're both old enough, Jeff, that uh, we remember rotary phones and having to dial a number that had a lot of zeros in it. And then uh, can I say like that keypad eventually is going to turn into some sort of scan, like a fingerprint or something like oh, yeah. that? Yeah, that's eventually yeah. going to happen, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That, and I feel like, well, when you look at Amazon right now, you go out there and you look at what they're doing with uh, the Ring Video Doorbell, right? Yeah. You know, my son and I were looking at this just yesterday and said, you know, that product because we had a customer ask, well, you know, how can we get this thing to open remotely? Well, a lot of times when people are asking those questions, they're they're not as security conscious as they think they are, right? Because usually you don't want that to happen, especially if you have a unit attached to the side of your house. But when you look at the Video Doorbell from Ring, you could actually integrate that product with our product right now. It looks like and. Um, and you could open the, the Amazon carrier could actually open our box. But then when you think about that also, that keypad's still gonna be required for other carriers, right? Yes. So your postal carrier may not have that tech yet. So we're in that period of time where things are still evolving for how carriers are bringing these, you know, these last mile package deliveries to our homes and what type of technology they're going to ultimately use. But we all both know in time that's going to eventually smooth yeah, out and they're gonna sure. have something that works and, and we'll just have the infrastructure in place with our cabinets to to develop or integrate those other technologies as, as they arrive and then i guess the big question is sometimes in the odd time you'll get a huge package that won't fit i mean you can't really solve that problem at that point because that's those are rare far and few yeah i mean that's we uh our products i mean our, our wall hatch manages like 94 percent of all packages shipped right yeah and if you look at the door opening it's 14 by by 28 and that that's the inside measurement from the, the bottom of the roller bottom point to where the package you know, has the headroom underneath the lock there. So 14 by 28, when you start thinking about the this, this space, it's, it's really, it, it'll manage, like I said, 94% of all packages. So we just, it's like anything else, we focused on the, the solutions that, that met the, the majority of the, you know, the challenges required 
that people were having. So, yeah, we, we you can't put a dishwasher in here, no, or probably a television set, but you know. But in all fairness, Jeff, if you got a package that large, it's probably that expensive. You probably yeah, want to be yeah. home or whatever to receive it, right? Yeah, yeah. And do somebody a favor. Go shop at a store if you, can. <laughs> <laughs> you get some of that. But like know, we said earlier, I mean, those, oh, and yeah. I agree with you. They, uh, I, I've joked recently where I kept on telling a lot of guys that listen to the show, I, I could see all the malls turning into condos. I can see a lot of people not going to malls oh, yeah. anymore, right? So it's kind of that landscape is changing. Oh yeah, it's uh, it, it's changed a lot. You know what's wild is you know, and, and everybody else that's in brick and mortar retail it doesn't matter who they are. It, when this whole thing with the internet started, you know, evolving, well, the distributors started selling directly to the internet, right? Yeah, you know, and it was like this whole shakeout period. All these brands that didn't want to be, you know, that were specific to mom and pop retail stores, whether they're hardware stores or health food stores, these manufacturers, you know, they 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 were in a period of quandary too. They're like. Well, we, we, we want to sell, we want to do volume, we want to go where our customers are, but we can't alienate these these mom and pop retailers, right? Well, now that most of the mom and pop retailers are gone, with the exception of those that have chosen to survive and persist with their business because, you know, they can based on likely the geographics of where they live. Yeah. But I tell you, man, it's uh, more and more people are shopping online and I, I it really, I was, I was curious to understand with this COVID crisis back you know, in, in 2020, how that was going to affect our business. We just moved into our new facility and like, man, you know, what, what are humans going to do? They're going to be home more. So maybe, maybe they're going to be more inclined to being open to receiving packages because they don't, they're not away from their house. They, they don't have the problem with taking that package off their front porch. But you know, what I found out is when you think about the internet grew how many times, you know, 10, 10 times overnight and, and more people now had, had the problem and, and less people wanted to interact with other people. Yeah. So people, we don't even, you know, it's like, I tell you, man, it was wild. About a month ago, it was uh, late night and somebody came and knocked on our door here at the shop. It was late. And I was working and my son was still here. And I'm like, who the hell's knocking at the door yeah. this time of night? Yeah. And Anyway, he was over there at that point. I mean, he was chilling out. He was gaming. I'm like, you know, this guy's still knocking on the door, and the door, dog's barking. I'm like, what, what the hell? Why won't that guy go away? And my son's like, that guy, it's it's contactless delivery, Dad. Yeah. He's, he's not even supposed to knock. He's supposed to put it outside the door. I'm like, you know, people don't even want to open the door anymore. I didn't even understand that. I didn't even understand Domino's did that, right? He's that guy must be new. He doesn't know just to leave it there. But, you know, here we are. You know, we we – we don't we're socially as human creatures we just don't i don't think we really understand exactly what we want to do you know with with everything that's changed where some people have you know become more introverted and now they do less it's it's just it's just wild how how we have changed in our culture with with technology and i mean i'm just like you know hey I'm I'm old fashioned guy. I like to get out there. I like to be with people. And yeah, I'm the same like way. I can so. I, I can only assume that some of it's going to come back. People are going to want to connect, but. I think so too. The mom and pops, though, I feel bad for them because they are slowly, um, they're disappearing. Yeah, you you can feel bad. I tell you what, it's a tough time, but you know what? We live in a great country to reinvent and do things. I mean, get out there. I mean, there's there's people that didn't have this opportunity. They're they're walking from El Salvador. You know what I'm saying? They're they're they're, they're, so American people here. I mean, we've all we've got a a great opportunity to go out there and do something. You can say, well, competition is fierce. Well, well, if it's not, then you know it's probably not worth doing, right? I like to do things that excite me, and but it's yeah, it's tough. But you can always find a way to find a seam in it for yourself. I mean, just uh, got to get out there and go figure it out. So uh, I I want to ask you, Jeff. You got to. I mean, Texas is a a big state. It's almost a yeah. country of its own, right? And there's a lot of construction going on there from what I gather when I'm talking to a lot of people that follow me and follow the show. Um, right. Is there a particular bone that you got with any construction going on in Texas there? You know, uh, Texas is, uh, is a great state. Love that we're here. I moved here actually from the Northeast back in 76. Oh, yeah? Okay. So I'm a damn Yankee. It's, uh... <laughs> but you don't miss the code. You don't miss the code. No, no, I do not miss the cold. Yeah, it's nice, nice to visit. Most of my family's up in the Northeast, but uh, you know, if I had a bone to pick with Texas, you know, it's uh, we don't want to upset all the Texans, but I'm just no, curious. no, no. I would say, you know, um, I just love for the, I just love for people to slow down and maybe take a look at things a little bit better. I mean, or maybe they look at them too much. I don't know. Most of our business, it was wild when I got out there and started uh, selling our products. 
I'll share this. This is but the builder. The builder group's been great. I won Best Product Texas in 2021, right? Nice. And you know, you know how many units we sold with that award? How many? I think three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I, okay, we won. We won Best Product Texas yeah. for the Wall Hatch. Yeah. Man, Texas Builders Association. You know, a year later, we sold three in Texas. Three. Three. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, in the. It's just it's a Texas is a tough nut to crack, man. And I've lived here, you know, since it was a third world country in '76. It seems like I mean, <laughs> I moved here. I didn't know where the hell I was. I was getting yeah. chewed up by fire ants, and I didn't know where it was. I came from upstate New York, but I figured it out real quick. But the people of Texas are awesome. They're coming around. Austin is taking off like crazy. Love to land west development. Love those guys. They're one of the top uh, architectural landscape firms down there. All the architect, the architectural community is really warmed up to our products. They they love the quality of what we're doing. So we're we're beginning to penetrate the luxury market in Texas as well as the builder market. Now that we've uh, developed some show place home placements and and things like that, once the builders not only I know they love our product, they just don't understand how much our cust- their customers need our product because yes. the customers don't, they're, they're not, they don't know that we're available yet. Most people, they say, like, I've never heard of that. So we've got to create some visibility for these builders. And I, sh- I know they'll be right on board, but our first, uh, our first community developments in Vegas, it's pretty wild. Uh, you know, Blue, Blue Heron, Blue Heron actually is the name of the company. It's out of uh, Las Vegas and uh, Amber Canfield. Great, great lady there. She's uh, the purchasing manager. She found us uh, over a year ago. So how many and homes are we talking about uh, in the community that yeah, you guys are working uh, There's supposed to be like 80. Wow. 80 homes. In that dev- they're going to be the first package pirate-proof neighborhood in the U.S. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I, 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 her, I mean, I thought about this last night. I thought, you know, things are really cooking up for us. I thought, you know what? I need to get a hold of the the Vegas news channel out there and see if I can get him to start doing a story. Cause we're, we're just, we're the, we got like 12 units, I think out there right now and they're framing up these homes. They don't build them overnight. Right. So this is a, a very high end uh, luxury home edition, but super great opportunity for us to develop uh, visibility for our products. And you think about the community, if, if, if no one has to go in there and, you know, no one's going to come there to steal packages because, you know, there's not going to be any on the front porch. Right. So no, through no. deterrence, you know, we'll create, you know, community safer and, like I tell everyone, you know, we'll be keeping the turkeys out of your neighborhood all year round. So <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Cool. I, I want to get close to wrapping up. Is there any yep. other piece of information you want to share? You know, um, you know, I just like to share, uh, hey, um, you know, if you're out there in business as an owner, I mean, especially all you guys in trades. I worked, I grew up in trades my whole life. Um, if, you, if you're trying to figure out how to maybe do some things differently with your business or you just need somebody to bounce some Heck, here I am. I'm, I'm, I've been around the the horn of it, and got a lot of great ex- experience. Love to love to help other entrepreneurs that find themselves in a tough spot. And you know, it's, you got to just you know remember. Sometimes it's it's time to to pivot, and and sometimes it's it's time to persist. You know, it doesn't mean that every time we hit a, a tough time that we need to have a knee jerk reaction. But you know, it does mean that we really need to think about where we spend our time. You know, it's it's because at the end of the day, you know, if, if if you're in your business, if if it's if it's not built to be bought. You know, if it's not built to sell, then you, you really have to make certain that you can take enough away from your business across the period of time, you know, that you spend there to, to ensure that you can take care of your family for the rest of your, you know, the, the time that you've worked so hard for. So What's anyway, your- yeah, just uh, look for me on, on Jeff at uh, Kudis at, on LinkedIn or, you know, it's the best way to reach out to me if you want to, you know, direct, you know, private message me there or whatever. Yeah. Love to help anyone that, that needs uh, needs my support. I'm sure, Jeff, that you... I mean, we all gone. The, I mean, if you're in construction, everybody's an entrepreneur, basically. And you probably went oh, yeah. through some dark days. Is there one key thing that kept you focused to even though everything was kind of going south, but you saw the north? You know what I'm saying? You know, Manny, I'm, I'm super fortunate. I, uh, my wife, we've been married like 32 years. She's my high school sweetheart. Nice. And she's been a great partner. This, this lady, I mean, I call her my six-figure girl, right? She, she would, you know, if, if all I can tell you guys is, is marry well and keep them. You know, <laughs> these, 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 I tell you, these, uh, she's been awesome. She's been hugely supportive. I've had to reinvent myself a couple of times now. You know, you go through, you know, if you're lucky enough to figure out who you are, right? But, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, just uh, family, man. Just hold on to your family. Here it is. It's the holidays. You know, that family is a great support, uh, you know, s- system or should be for you. Right. Um, you know, that, you know, faith and and, uh, you know, just got to find a way to to find the light. You know, if, if, if you're if you find yourself in a period of darkness like that, it doesn't mean it's over. You, no. It just it means it might mean it's just time to start something new. And, and if, if you're if you know, if you're if you're if you're tough enough to go through that transition 
and, and, and try to figure it out. I think the experiences and the rewards on the other side are just incredible. But just uh, keep the faith and, you know, just keep working hard. And, uh, hey, you know, at the end of the day, just I, I, I'm the type of guy. I just don't want to leave anything on the table. I just want to know I let it all hang out. And, yeah. You know, I just. You no gave regrets. it the best shot, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. No. So, no, but that's, you know, the, honestly, the, the tough part is usually the part that you remember anyways. So. Well, Jeff, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. You know what I mean? That's right. Let, and, yeah, lessons and blessings, right? <laughs> uh, and I totally forgot. Before I do the 12 questions here, uh, your, your Thanksgiving's tomorrow. It is. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, which is always a big, huge deal. I'm just, I was curious. I was thinking about this the other day. Is it bigger than Christmas, the holidays, or is it like I, I always see Thanksgiving being such a massive deal in, in the States? <laughs> You know, it, Thanksgiving is a huge holiday, and, I, and Thanksgiving is making a comeback since COVID, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, of course. There, there, there we go. But, you know, Christmas, you know, Christmas is my number one. Yeah. I love Christmas. I mean, all the holidays are great, but, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving is huge. But uh, we'll likely, uh, you know, I know our family will do something small. Most of my, my kid, I'll give him a shout out. Blake, he's up in uh, <laughs> Langley. He's a, he's my Air Force kid. Nice. He, uh, yeah, and uh, so we'll uh, look forward. We're not going to have our whole family together this year, but uh, – we're all still connected, right? So a little Zoom calling, a little Zoom Christmas there you go. or something like that. All yeah. right, let, let's do the let's do the twelve questions before that. So Jeffrey uh, Jeff Kudis again from MB Sentinel, uh, co-founder, co-venter, and www.mbsentinel.com. Jeffrey at mbsentinel.com and all over social. Find him on LinkedIn and Instagram under MB Sentinel or his name itself. Uh, you ready for this? Let's do it. What is your favorite construction word? Favorite construction word. Word. Any word. Any word. Any word. Uh, I'm lost, man. Right, Favorite yeah. construction word. Dude. <laughs> I don't know. What's your least favorite construction word? Uh, it's good enough. Yeah. What turns you on in construction? You know, um, put my hands on things. What turns you off in construction? Clean up after somebody else. Uh, what's your favorite curse word? We haven't we haven't shared any. You you don't have to. We haven't shared any. No, we haven't shared no, any I, curse. I, I, the mother of all cuss words and? would be my favorite cuss word. Would be fuck. Yeah, because yeah, it means so many different things. <laughs> the go to. What's your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? Anything what flatbed truck. A flatbed truck. Oh, yeah. Any particular model? You know, uh, hell, right now, I mean, honestly, anything that they're all reliable. I, I love, I love Dodge. I love Ford. I love them all. anything but Chevy right now. <laughs> I've got a bad taste. <laughs> that they didn't help me with. You know, I, I'm still pissed. You know, it's funny how it just takes one. Eh? It just takes one oh, little yeah. incident, I, and hey, all of a sudden things you, change. You, you know, we're not customers. We're fans, Manny. We're not customers. We're, we're fans. And but if on, you're not a fan. On the flip side, it only takes one good deed from them to keep you. That's it. And that's <laughs> everything in your business life. Yes. You know, in, in your personal life, everything. So. What's your least favorite vehicle in the world? Least favorite vehicle in the world? You know, it'd be uh, an Isuzu truck. Oh, okay. they don't. They don't fare well, huh? You know, it's just no capacity. Yeah. What construction sound or noise do you love? Jackhammer. What construction sound or noise do you hate? You know, uh, angle grinder. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? Anything in the world? Anything in the world? Uh, yeah, I'm just happy doing this, Manny. Cool. Cool. What profession do you not want to do ever? Uh, retail retail out. i'm out last question if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at those pearly gates good job thanks jeff it's great to you chat with it. you and, and and meet you in person because last time we spoke was on the phone uh, absolutely Manny. yeah which is great and uh, all the best to you i'm looking forward to seeing many more of these boxes up here in canada as well yeah, absolutely. We should, uh, we'll have a conversation at some point after the holiday and look forward to reconnecting with you guys. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah. Uh, appreciate the opportunity and, you know, hello to everybody up there in Canada. Yep. 
Stay warm. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jeff. Everyone, check it out again. It's triplewmbsentinel.com. Reach out to him. He's definitely going to – you'll answer your reply. You'll talk to him. Anybody who's got questions, by all means, just reach out. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Manny. Great show, guy. Perfect. Thank you, Angelina. And we are out of here.